0: Welcome to the Reverse Selling Podcast, where real estate agents, salespeople, and entrepreneurs come to learn the best tactics and strategies to grow their business. Hosted by the creator of the Reverse Selling Methodology, Brandon Mulrennan. So you guys, my guest today is, uh, is a good friend of mine. She's doing great things in the Denver real estate market. Here to share how she's building her business, we've got the one and only Rika Chrisman. Rika, welcome to the show, my friend.
1: Hi, Brandon. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So we were just kind of talking a little bit off air, but I want to give the people watching today's interview just a little bit of framework. So what market are you in? How long have you been selling real estate?
1: Okay. So I'm not directly in the Denver, Denver metro area. So I'm south of it, more the suburbs. But uh, um, I re entered the industry. It's a long story, but let's just say I re entered the industry in uh, um, June of last year, but wasn't really active. There were a lot of hiccups because of COVID until really September of last year. I was in real estate uh, back in the early 2000s for six years full time and uh, did really well loved every aspect of it a little bit about myself. Um, I am a licensed physical therapist. And uh, I'm probably the prime example of uh, having to deal with a lot of naysayers in my world and uh, more ammunition for me. And uh, I'm, I'm so glad I did what I did. And I did it during COVID. I said goodbye to my uh, almost 30 year career as a physical therapist. And wow. uh, And I made a big announcement. I wanted to make sure that I am mentally committed full time and not have that little thought in my brain of, well, I can always fall back on this amazing career. And uh, I accomplished everything I could in my physical therapy career, helped thousands of people. I'm incredibly grateful for that. So uh, yeah, so during COVID, I said goodbye to everybody, to my business and physical therapy and announced it big time on social media. Everybody shook their heads. Some wished me luck, some didn't. And I was like, well, you know, uh, um, let me just show you. So here I am.
0: I, I love the story. Sometimes that's the best motivation. Certainly there's a part of that in my story too. And and I, and I love that because you committed, you burned the ships, so to speak. You said, I'm not going back to my old life. Can I ask you, what what had you come to that decision? Because you had a thriving business. You said no to that to get into real estate. Why did you make that decision?
1: So I have been on top of my career as a PT, physical therapist, and uh, I have every certification that anybody pretty much can have. And uh, I was working, nobody that really is in the medical field knows what's going on behind the scenes. So outside of seeing patients eight to 10 hours a day, I was literally um, doing documentation, um, until 12 midnight. And, uh, so, uh, it, it, it was just insane. And uh, I said, you know what, there's so much more out there. And also being a physical therapist, I witnessed so many people saying, well, once this happens, then I will do this and this. And Once this happens, then I'll do that and that. And then medical complications came, people had strokes, they died. Many people died in my arms and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough journey, but it's also I'm incredibly grateful to be have been part of their lives, because it showed me how precious time really is. Yeah, and uh, that's where I looked at my uh, biggest fan, uh, my husband, Dave, and my our three kids. And I said, guys, I said, I need your support. This is what I'm going to do. And uh, I want to have a different purpose in life. And uh, that's what I did.
0: Beautiful. I mean, compared to what you've been doing as a PT to what you're doing in real estate, real estate is actually a lot easier. You can make a lot more money probably too. What kind of income were you making as a PT?
1: So as a physical therapist, uh, I owned my own business and I was also working for a couple of different agencies and uh, I specialized in a lot of different things. So it was a very healthy six-figure income that we said goodbye to. And you know, but that six figure income, I was a single mom overnight. At one point, it allowed me to rely on that, be the mom and mentor that I needed to be for my kids. And now, guess what? Kids are young adults and uh, one by one out of college and uh, it's mom's turn.
0: I love it. That's so cool, Rika. I love it. So, all right, let's break down your business, get into why everyone's here. And so um, you have been doing two or three closings a month consistently, pretty much all of 2021, because really you just got back into business. You put the open sign back up September of 2020. So you haven't even been back in the game for a full year yet. You're closing two to three deals per month. Now, what i like to do is share with people essentially what type of income that produces, and then we'll break down the entire business model. So in your market, when you sell two or three homes, you know what type of income will that represent for you?
1: So uh, um, people have to understand that in the market where we are, the average home price is probably at about uh, four eighty-five. But uh, I do tend to land up higher-end clients, so uh, I am a lot of the price ranges of you know six fifty, seven fifty, eight fifty. So. That is really important for me to point out because I don't want people to get discouraged when they hear these numbers. Oh my gosh, I'll never get there. right. Realize where you are and do the numbers for yourself. but uh, so every closing pretty much it's anywhere starting at around you know twelve thousand. I'm looking down, I have all the numbers here in front of yeah. me, around twelve thousand on one side, all the way up to uh, twenty eight thousand the highest, you know. So if you,
0: when you sell three houses, I mean, that's a nice, that's a nice payday for the family. I mean, you're making 30, 40,000 a month. Is that, is that about accurate?
1: It, it is getting there now. It is getting there now, you know, I love and, it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have a lot of buyers, I have sellers and uh, now Dave is coming into the picture. Yeah. His resume makes anybody blush. So I cannot wait for him to see what he has, has coming our way.
0: That's great. So, so because your family supported you, yes. you did the work, you committed to it, you put yourself in a position to earn a half million dollar income for your family. Now your husband says, is saying this kind of the same thing. He's had a 30-year career as a home remodeling uh, contractor that he's walking away from to join his wife. Is that right?
1: Absolutely.
0: It's great. It's great because now with him on board, what is your guys's goal? You guys, is it is it a goal for you guys to generate a million dollar income per year? Have you guys talked about that that far or not yet?
1: You know, I think I think we're a little bit different when it comes to that. So we set goals in terms of what we want to do with that. So uh, you know, one of our main goals is, and uh, one of the two fisbos, and I had posted that, allowed me to do that, and. uh, For the first time because before I met Dave you know I was a single mom but for the first time my son doesn't know it yet so um hopefully he's not listening he's in the house, but uh, um, we'll be able to pay cash for his summer tuition in college and uh fall so he's pre-med and also my kids are pre-med and uh, that's a first for me and I didn't come from money my family in Germany worked very hard for what they accomplish. So I have the work ethics. And uh, yeah, so what I have done, I have done things a little bit different. Uh, Do we want to we don't set a ceiling, I don't believe in setting a ceiling, because I think you're limiting yourself. Sure. I really believe in go after it, you know, really go after it.
0: That's great. So, so congratulations. I mean, that's really, really exciting. So, let's start at the top, Rika. Let's talk about what lead sources are you working, and then we'll talk about how you're working each lead source to secure new business.
1: Okay, so uh, I have several different pillars, and I definitely have my SOI, and I already had um, four closings from my SOI, and these are previous patients of mine, and. Uh, door knocking. I have two from door knocking and uh, then FISBOs. I love FISBOs. So I have done FISBOs in the early 2000s and I'm just very comfortable with them. And uh, then the others are any kind of uh, referrals. I do have three farming areas and uh, I door knock a lot. It's just my thing. I love being in front of people and having a conversation. That's great. uh, and, and and then the other thing is because of my um, career as a physical therapist, I am taking full advantage of once the doors are opening up of assisted living facilities, long-term care facilities, memory yes. and uh, I am already connecting with all the right people, and then I'm starting to connect with uh, probate attorneys as well.
0: Beautiful. All right. So let's kind of break down uh, some of these. So. Let's talk about door knocking. You know, yeah. I, and it's it's funny because when people think about what I teach, they don't think of me as the door knocking guy. However, w- when you go deep into my, my teachings, you'll find that at the top of my conversion pyramid, as I call it, is door knocking because of how powerful it is when you get face-to-face with somebody. So are you door knocking specific lead sources like FSBO's fires or just in your farm area?
1: No, so I door knock everybody. So what I do is... Um, if I cannot get a hold after three or four phone calls of a Fisbo that is in the area where I want to become the prime listing agent, yes, and um, I may as well when I I have the time, I may as well drive there and knock on the door. Be different. Yes, if I show a home to buyers or doing an inspection of a home. I take that time and I go around that neighborhood and door knock and introduce myself, even if it wasn't on my listing, I just say, Hey, this is who I am. Guess who's moving in next door to you. And then a conversation just starts yep. and then a door knock around my listings. Yeah. So I that's, do a lot of door knocking.
0: That's great. And it's really, it is, it is simple. I think people want to overcomplicate it, but it's just having good conversations. So can you walk us through, you know, kind of your approach when you do door knocking and, and how that conversation typically goes.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I mean, uh, I don't really practice it a whole lot because the more I practice, the more I don't sound natural. Right. And I'm very enthusiastic. So I always make sure I have a smile, I door knock, you know, I have something in my back of value and, uh, but a lot of times it's just me, myself and my business card. And yeah. I door knock, introduce myself really quick You know, I do step back because still, you know, we don't have a mask mandate in our county anymore, but we just don't know how other people feel. But people are just so willing and happy to talk to you. And I just simply say, hey, by the way, if it's one of my listings, I just wanted to give you, you know, just knock on your door, introduce myself really quick. Um, Did you know that your neighbors just listed their home? And let me actually tell you, what we're asking. And then I do the same thing when we went under contract and when we sold. And, uh, and then I simply say, you know, since I am already here, I would love if you're interested to give you the same kind of value, just so you know where you're really at with this market really changing every day right now. Most people are so receptive and, uh, and I get emails. You know? That is beautiful.
0: Yeah. Rika, I mean, it's it's so it's such a great way to build a business because you have that personal relationship. They get to meet you right off the first contact yeah. and you're providing value. You're giving them the value of their home. So you're, you're coming from contribution. People are absolutely open to that. You put them in your database. There's probably no better way than to dominate an area than that. And so that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Do you get rejected a lot like like you do over the phone when you do face-to-face door knocking? Or is people pretty open to that?
1: You know, I don't get rejected with door knocking at all. The only rejection, which I don't think it's a rejection, they just simply don't open the door.
0: Yeah, there you go.
1: So nobody's rejecting. Everybody wants to hear and uh, um, no, I mean, people are so hungry, actually, to finally see a face and be able yeah. to have a conversation again. So no, I don't get really rejection with door knocking.
0: Yeah. And, and I think the, the beautiful thing about it, whether it's it's the agent's listing or not, when you're at the door and you can point across the street to say, hey, I'm working to help the, the Joneses move. Yeah. It really brings an authenticity to the conversation where they feel comfortable having that conversation. And it's really going there just to introduce yourself because here's what we know. Whether it be today or not, most people are going to move one day. We know that. We know time is going to go by. We know they're going to have to move. And so what you're doing is building your database in the neighborhoods where you want to sell houses and building relationships with all of those people in those neighborhoods. And that's a great way to build your brand, build your name and build your database of highly, highly quality Leads, which yes. is beautiful. Yes. Okay, now, all right. So uh, let's talk about for sale by owners for a second. Okay, yes. so you you love them like I love them. You're the queen of for sale by owners. Uh, why do you like them so much, and and how do you approach getting them to list their home with you?
1: Um, first of all, I was always somebody in my entire career and in life. Um, I don't mind a challenge, and that's why I love your program. and yeah. uh, just because in uh, The reason I also like FISBOs is they are a challenge. The reason they're FISBOs, especially in this market, I believe, is because they assume everything and they, you know, devalue us real estate agents based on the value that they have in their own mind, what we really don't do, you know? That's right. So, uh, no, I mean, I I, I call them and uh, um, I use your approach, but... I think this is what people really need to know, because I see a lot of posts on your site as well, where people want to know, well, what exactly did you do? You know, can you break it down for me? And what I want to say to that is when I do the post, I do the post to encourage others that you can do this too. I have, I never want to say failed because for me it is, you don't fail, you learn from the ones that you don't get, you know? Never assume. It is so true. Never assume.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, um, and never take it personally because uh, that is so important. So I call, I follow up. I don't have a completely Monday, Wednesday, Friday follow-up system. I take it. You have to also listen to the people. So yeah. if they tell you in your face, if they're educated, you know, they tell you in your face, we really appreciate what you're doing here, Rika, but please do not email us, you know, I will not email them. I ask them, well, what, what kind of platform of communication do you prefer? Yeah. You know, I do ask. So listen to what they say, because just because there's always a sender and a receiver, just because of what you say is not what they hear. That's right. So reaffirm, make them comfortable, give value, follow. You got to follow up for sure. Yeah. The follow up. I mean, why put all this nervousness. I get anxious with every phone call, but that's a good thing because I think once you're not nervous anymore, you know, the red flag should come up, you know, hold
0: on, let's pause. So, so that is a huge gold nugget that you just dropped. I have been feeling and saying that for years and that's such a great life lesson. And what you said was, if you're not feeling uncomfortable, that's the red flag. But what most people in our industry how they behave, Rika, as you know, as soon as they feel uncomfortable, they run away, they run away and let that be evidence that you're doing the right thing. So I get nervous too. You know what I mean? And it's like, I know that I'm on the right track before I step on stage to do a big speaking engagement. I I sweat through three or four suits, (laughs) you know, and that's normal. I know I'm doing the right thing because I'm growing. So let me ask you about the, the specific approach. So I really train on two different approaches based on an agent's confidence, skills, experience, all these different things. Are you taking the approach to position yourself um, as, an, as a listing opportunity on the first contact? Or are you trying to get a preview appointment? What, what is your approach typically?
1: So I feel very comfortable with the 2.0. The okay, listing. beautiful. But as we go through it, you will again, you need to listen to what's happening during the conversation. As soon as I feel there's a little bit pullback, I at least if it's something where I want to list, I want to get face to face. Once I'm face to face, I feel super comfortable. I love people. Here's the the other thing. I'm a complete introvert. Yeah. So uh, but when I'm out there, it's different. So. Yeah. I play it by ear. You know, I really listen. As soon as I see versus me losing the opportunity, then I go back to the 1.0. I do a preview. And to me, it is like a, um, a preview to me is is a big opportunity. So I still drive out there and do previews. And uh, that's how I got uh, some of these visibles.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's it's amazing. So again, you're, you're dropping so much valuable information for people watching this. First thing you said... And, and it's not the exact words, but I, I want to paraphrase. You said, in order to get great results as a salesperson prospecting, we need to listen. You said that three or four times now. The yeah. best skill a salesperson can have is being a great listener because this is how we show people we care. Then you said, and I agree with you hundred percent, As soon as you know there's an opportunity, because you listen for the opportunity, you don't need to talk anymore. It's like, how can I get that face-to-face opportunity? Because once you're there, that's where the magic happens. And then the third thing you said is your natural personality is an introvert, but when you're out there, you're on stage. It's time to put on the show. And you do a great job of that. I'm the same way. Like doing this video makes me feel very uncomfortable. People wouldn't even believe that. They're like, yeah, oh, I, was right. so
1: nervous. I was so nervous before. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do?
0: <laughs> yeah. And so, and so I think back to what we're talking about for other people watching this as they're going through their journey, it's like, that's a good sign. That's not a bad thing. That's great. No. It means you're growing. You're getting better. Go ahead. What are we going to add?
1: Yeah, because the thing is, you know, knowing the medical world and everything, your brain doesn't know the difference between yes. nervous and excitement. So why don't just turn this into excitement? Yeah. You know? And that's what I do.
0: Yeah, enthusiasm. I wrote it down when you said it because I don't think people understand that enthusiasm is the thing that draws prospects in to want to meet with you. You know, and so I think that's really important. So, so you go and meet with the for sale by owner. Follow up. How much of your listing business would you say you get through follow up versus the first contact?
1: So um, I do have to say that uh, I'm really getting comfortable and good at closing within the first one or two meetings good and uh, i am no longer and here's the thing um just as a physical therapist i had to get referrals from you know top surgeons you name it and uh but that's how i provided for my family so i i really you have to have that burning desire of what is your why and just really you know think about that and uh I don't look at the outcome however i do look at the opportunity as soon as they give me an objection i'm like okay well they're not hanging up they're giving yeah. me an objection they're asking me they're staying on the phone unconsciously to wait for well what do i have to tell them what value do i have to bring to them so i'm not wasting their time so yeah. you know i mean uh, um, i do soft clothes you know, several times, if I, if I feel they're going backwards, I retract as well. I provide yep. value, but not too much value because these Fizbo's, they have a way of just taking everything and running with it. So yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. It's a great, great, great advice. You know, and the thing is, it's like, I think again, I'll paraphrase, but I think you've built the confidence and the courage to be able to position yourself as a viable option for the for sale by owner to actually hire. Because I think a lot of agents are scared or they don't have conviction in what they do as a realtor. So they have a tough time asking for the listing, asking to get paid. It's like it's what we do or asking for referrals because they don't have that conviction in what they deliver. You don't have that problem. You believe that if someone hires Rika, Rika's is going to do a great job. Would you agree?
1: Absolutely. And here's the thing. A lot of realtors have reached out to me too. And they said, you know, we love your post. What do you do? And uh, we know we don't have many listings. Well, neither did I. You know, I came, I mean, and I I just tell them, you know, what is it about you? Because outside of us selling homes, we're selling ourselves. So really talk to to your friends, talk to your family, talk to your biggest fans and let them know what is special about you. And uh, I know exactly what my strengths are. And so uh, I take that and I run with it. I'm incredibly enthusiastic. I love encouraging people. That comes through when you talk to people. I can't help but to smile, you know. And uh, so that always has carried me through my other career. It will carry me through through this. And, uh, you know, be yourself. You're selling yourself.
0: I totally agree. When you sell a service like like we are in, we are in this service based business, right? We're like a CPA, a financial planner, an insurance agent. We we don't sell a product, right? The house, sure, but we're selling ourselves to provide the service to get the house. But you you're selling yourself. Now, let's switch gears and talk about sphere of influence. Yes. This is so so NAR just did a study, and what they found was that 50% of all closings of all 5 million houses that sell every year come via realtors sphere of influence. And then the other 50% come through marketing, advertising, and prospecting. But it's probably the number one neglected lead pillar of most real estate agents because they don't feel comfortable talking to the people they know for whatever reason. They don't know what to say. They don't want to sound salesy. How are you communicating with your sphere of influence to generate sphere business Mm -hmm. and referrals? Because Rika, I believe the goal of every real estate agent is to grow their business, grow their database to one day, all of their business comes from referrals. All of their business comes from their sphere and they don't have to chase FISBOS. They don't have to chase expires because they've done such a great job communicating with that database. What are you doing right now to communicate with that, with those people?
1: I get on the phone and I do my monthly Popeye's and
0: yes, uh, yep. I, mean,
1: I surprise them with my monthly Popeyes. So if I have a FISBO in an area where I have six, seven other SRIs living, I do a quick Popeye and uh, they love it. They love it. And I never talk about real estate, right? I never talk about real estate and by them, just, they just have to, you know, it takes, you know, seven, 10 times for them to remember, Oh yeah, she does real estate. She's no longer a physical therapist but when they see that i come from a place of of passion and being there to help i ask them you know do you need any referrals for hvac air conditioning anything that we can i can help you with i never ask for the referral yeah and, uh, but automatically they can't help but remember me
0: you are what you're doing is there's there's in in order to, to generate referrals and business from your sphere of influence we have to earn mindshare. We have to earn the top of mind awareness. And most agents are running from the actual, uh, the actual communication, calling them and meeting with them. Yeah. They'll send them letters. Yes. They'll post on social media, but they don't get a lot from that. And they wonder you're calling them and meeting with them. Those are the two activities that need to happen. If you want to win that top of mind with your sphere of influence, would you agree?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And in in my CRM, all my SOIs, their birthdays, how many kids they have, who's graduating, I remember that stuff. And I look at it, and uh, I reflect back on that. And I ask, you know, I I ask about them. Yeah, And they're so appreciative, but you got to do it.
0: You got to do it. You got to do it. And, 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 you know, um, through our working together, I don't know if I've ever gone through my database system with you, but you talk about the birthdays. I've got a birthday program where every single year in my top 100, they all get a personalized card from me with a dollar scratch off lottery ticket and a personal phone call every year. Their parents rarely even call them on their birthday. And here I am saying, hey, Rika, it's Brandon. I wanted to wish you a a very happy birthday. I'm thinking about you. I hope you and the family are doing well. I hope you and Dave are doing well. And to your point, they're blown away. They are so blown away because of the law of reciprocity. And when Mm -hmm. you do that on a consistent basis, they want to help you. And the way they help you is by sending you referrals. And so um, that's just one method, right? I've got a whole bunch of methods. But that's what you're talking about, correct?
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Yeah, that's great. It
1: also, it also people have to understand the more you are out there and talking to people, it naturally builds up your confidence. You yes. feel good about yourself and then that comes across when you talk to for sale by owners or anybody else. It just it just, you know, levels out.
0: Let me so I want to talk about a couple more of your lead pillars, but I don't want to forget no because I, 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 want, I may, told myself, I got to ask you this because I agree with you, but there's a lot of real estate people and also marketers that are just trying to sell realtors on the fact that they don't have to talk to people, that they can hide, do some marketing campaigns, and all of a sudden their phone is going to ring. Do you, do you, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, do you believe that there's any truth to that at all?
1: Absolutely not. Here's the thing. Um, no matter what happens, no matter where technology brings us, um, people still like relationships. Yep. And uh, one-on-one contact, face-to-face contacts. I don't care what technology does. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on Instagram. Yeah, I'm on Facebook because I want people to see I'm busy. You know. Yeah. But well, uh, the
0: thing is, I mean, you you look at all these take real estate for a side for a second. When we go out there and shop for a product online, yeah, we may start there, but all of us want to get on the phone and talk to a human. Those little chat companies, I'm like, all right, next, next. I don't want to do that. I want to jump on a phone call. I want to talk to somebody about the product or service before I do that. And you're exactly right. And I think for agents watching this, you guys and girls, you got to take Rika's advice you have to talk to people. Okay. The who is debatable. If you want to go after for sale by owners or probate attorneys, or you want to do open houses, that's debatable. That's less important. The takeaway is that you're constantly in conversations. And through that, you'll naturally find business. You'll naturally grow your business. So let's pivot to like more of the what I call the B2B sales model. This is where a real estate agent can build their business through referral partners, like probate attorneys, like assisted living facilities. So so what are you doing to work those pillars right now?
1: Okay, so with assisted living facilities here, um, we're not the marketers and everybody else. We're still not allowed to go inside and meet But uh, um, you can certainly pick up the phone. So I do have contacts because of my previous profession. Mm. And uh, so I know all the social workers. The social workers in in those settings are the people to go to. That's right. And uh, so I started reaching out and uh, I'm putting a uh, through Canva presentation together. And uh, I'm making it emotional and personal. So I'm including pictures of our family, of my parents that are no longer with us. And uh, so people see it's not just, you know, another realtor. We're also a family. And I tell a story about of the people that we have lost and uh, and how they can benefit. Plus me being a physical therapist, I totally understand where everybody is in this position. So I'm just starting to reach out. I started about four weeks ago. So uh,
0: I'm so excited. I am so excited. I mean, I don't have the. The the we're, we're different ages, right? So you yeah. have different life experience than I have, and yeah. you have all your PT experience. If I I'm so excited for you to specialize in working with seniors because that niche is I love is an seniors. Am, it's amazing niche because there's yeah. so many opportunities working with elder care attorneys, yep. probate attorneys, uh, um, social workers, assisted living, memory care, and here's the key thing. It is super rare to find a realtor who is focused on this niche. It's not like a for sale by owner where everyone's calling them. I mean, these people, most of them, in my experience, Rika, they've never heard of a realtor focusing on seniors. I I go meet with an elder care attorney, they're blown away. Like you specialize in working in this demographic. And so the amount of business you can get from this industry or from this niche is, is unfathomable because all of these people need different things. And they're all downsizing from their big homes. They have wealth. Uh, they have got a bunch of things with their wealth to transfer to their heirs. They've, most of them have to go into some type of an assisted living. Uh, and all of these things lead to a real estate agent being that specialist, that go-to in that market who can serve all those other professionals. So that's really exciting for you.
1: Yeah, great. absolutely.
0: So last question for you before I let you go. This has been so great. If there's a brand new real estate agent who watches this and says, I want to be like Rika, you know, I'm inspired by this interview, what what advice would you give to him or would you give to her that's watching this right now?
1: Okay, so there's several things. It's not just one thing. Number one thing is um, before you start entering into this profession, you got to do your numbers. You need to know. Do it backwards, whatever. You need to know what is it that you need to make so you can focus on real estate and not be nervous, anxious. Well, I can't pay my bills. I just want to put on a credit card. Don't be that person. Second one is have that strong support system, find a group like yours. Um, I have met so many amazing fellow realtors in your group. We're chit-chatting on Messenger all the time and and then helping each other out. It's amazing. Everybody is so encouraging. Have that support system, the people that believe in you. And then also um, know who you are, know what you want. Don't take no for an answer. Go after it and uh, make sure that family comes first and that you find a real estate company that has the right culture and ask them the most important question. What are you giving me for the split that I'm giving you?
0: I love it. Great, great words of of advice, Rika. Thank you so much. I just love your passion for life. I love how giving you are and how much you care. Uh, I mean, and I want to just thank you. So if somebody wants to reach out to you and thank you, is Facebook the, the best place to connect with you right now?
1: Facebook, as well as uh, my phone number. Can I give it out? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So it is 303-667-4208. And uh, I'm with an amazing team with EXP. And uh, I do want to say hi to my two besties, Valbona and Gina in Tennessee.
0: I love it. And we'll put all your information, Rika, beneath this. So if somebody wants to talk to you about EXP or, or, or joining your team, they can do that. Uh, and again, I mean, you the fact that you just give your personal cell phone out on a video that's going to go to YouTube shows people how much you care about this industry and, uh, and, and thank you for being the leader that you are. And so I'll look forward to spending more time with you in the future, but thank you so much for doing this with us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Brandon.
0: Absolutely. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Bye-bye. For more tips and advice on how you can grow your business. Be sure to follow Brandon on YouTube and Instagram at Brandon Mulrennan.